This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Business Aspirin, pain relief for business. Clint Junell has managed a restoration company in Dallas since 2008 and is one of the top drying experts in his region. Clint is also the co-founder of JobDocs, a software developed to help his team manage their overwhelming volume of projects. On the podcast, Clint brings together business managers and leaders to share with you how they have overcome their business pains and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Clint Junell. First of all, Jimmy, thank you for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, I have Jimmy Dieski from Elite Roofing and Restoration, EliteRNR.com, right? Yes. Is that is that your that website? Is, yeah. um, so if you guys want to look up Jimmy, you can do that. You can Google Jimmy as well. Jimmy's got an interesting story and background. We were thinking about right before we kind of got on, we were thinking a little bit about uh, how long we've known each other. And then we're 16, 17, 18 years, maybe right at this point. Right, Jimmy? So, uh, yes. And from completely different worlds at the time and now both doing some similar things in regard to where life took us and what is going on in life around restoration. You focus more on the roofing space than the restoration space like I do, but we've had some similar stories and some similar occurrences. And Jimmy is a a dear friend to me. We don't do a ton of stuff together, but every time I see Jimmy, we can catch up very quickly. uh, And I consider Jimmy a dear friend, good guy, great guy to have. So Jimmy, tell us about your business and just kind of get kicked off. Wow. Where do I start? About Jimmy, I basically, I've been in business really all my I mean, ever since I was a kid, you know, I, I had a paper out when I was 10 years old. My older brother and older sister, we had like the, we had the whole neighborhood. Um, and as my older brother got old enough that he gave up his route, I took his and then my sister gave up hers and I took hers. And I ended up with like 90 newspapers that I had to deliver on my bicycle. Yeah, sir. But I was, you know, I was it was all about the money, you know, back then when I was, you know, I was a 10 year old kid. And then uh, when I was about 14, I went to, there was a, some older guys in my neighborhood that owned a bar and uh, they used to pay us to unload the beer trucks, you know, so I'm un- unloading cases and kegs of beer, you know, for cash money back when I was 14, 15 years old. Um, that was just what we did back then in the 70s, early 80s and um, ended up going to work for a guy. A guy came in, it was a, it was a bar, kind of a neighborhood pub and a guy came in for lunch one day in his dump truck. And I was, I was outside literally sweeping the parking lot, doing odds and ends stuff for the owners. And it's funny because to this day, I'm friends with the, these guys. Yeah, on Facebook. Obviously, the magic of Facebook, we keep up. Sure. Uh, but they still talk about how when I was a teenage kid and I outworked most of the grown men that were around. Anyway, long story long, this guy came in for lunch one day and he grabbed the broom out of my hand. He says, hey, let me show you how to do that. And he just kept jacking with me, jacking with me, jacking with me. And then I was out back and he came up behind me and he kept, I was kind of in shape back then, you know, just genetically. So he's like, you know, offering me a hundred bucks. Let's arm wrestling. Let's arm wrestling. Man, leave me alone. I got work to do. So he came up behind me and grabbed me in a headlock, you know, and I 
grabbed his head and got a fireman's carry, took him over and slammed him on the ground when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. He's a 25-year-old man. I ended up going to work for him, a company called AJ Waterproofing. Um, we did the French drain systems in basements back in Pennsylvania. And he's paying me 100 bucks a day back in 1981, 82. I was making more money wow. than my Cash yeah. money, 100 bucks a day when I was a kid. We were working five, six days a week. You know, sure. so I'm making five, six hundred dollars cash money when I was a kid. So I've always, I've kind of always been in business for myself. I've always been my kind of own entity, if you will. I've worked for for companies and in, in different corporations over the years, but I've always liked. I just like being in business for myself. Sure. I hate traffic. I hate traffic. I hate rush hour traffic. So I don't. I don't do many early morning appointments, and that's just a luxury of. of you know, what we do is I can kind of set my own schedule. The downside to that is, uh, you know, like you, I mean, we don't clock in, clock out Monday through Friday and get an X amount of dollars every every single Friday. So that's just kind yeah. of, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to, to both sides of it. So, but entrepreneurial the entire time, right? Like you just have an entrepreneurial spirit and Absolutely. that go-getter spirit and the desire to work hard and, and execute well, right? And yes. so that's... That's what I know about you is one of those things is like you desire to execute well. And I think that's pretty great. So well, let's talk about, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, that, and that's, and now, and all that Clint, not all of it, but I mean, obviously there's a saying, you know, God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you, you know, and all sure. these little, every little thing that you do in your life, I'm sure you, in your business, you can relate to now when I was back, when I was doing this, I didn't realize that I'm utilizing those skills now with what I do. So, you know, it's like I said, God is preparing you for what he has prepared for you. Sure. So I worked for this guy, AJ, you know, I was a 14, 15 year old kid. He was 24, 25. And it was me and him and his big old dump truck. And Clint, we would go into people's houses and, and spend half the day protecting their stuff. Okay. As I'm sure you can appreciate with what you do as well, protecting their stuff. And then we'd go down in their basement and jackhammer the floor Okay, all the concrete and dust and mud and put it in five gallon buckets, okay, with a shovel and then carry it all the way through the house out to the driveway and dump it in his dump truck all day long, all day long. And when we were done, we would wash. I mean, that would be like the first day is the mess day. The second day we'd go back in with the French drain, the pipes, the stone. Third day we'd go back and concrete everything in and clean as we, you know, work our way out of the house. And he would literally have me, if we had to drive on the grass at all, he would literally have me on my hands and knees and I would rake the grass back up. Like, so it would stand back so up. Standing back up. I was yeah. standing back up. I mean, but it was just that little stuff, you know, so now 40 years later, he's still in business. You know, he's still doing right. what he does. You know, he doesn't right. work like he used to. He's got a big old ranch in Pennsylvania, it's right. like machines and everything else. But he taught me that, you know, just how to do business, you know? And, and if it's and, worth doing, it's worth doing right. That's, that's what I hear there, right? It's that, like, this is that. worth doing right. And that, like, so for me, the point of this podcast is to find little nuggets that people can leave with. And if they just got that, we could almost be done. Just <laughs> that nugget of execute well and do things well at the jump. Like, make the grass stand back up so it looks like we were never here. Yeah. make everything above and beyond what it was when you got here. And I think that's great. And and honestly, like, I know we fail at that at times, right? I'm sure you do. But the mentality of trying to go to that level is spectacular. 
So let's talk about the roofing. How did you get into the roofing industry? When I met you, you know, we were flipping houses, right? You know, when you when you were working for the builder, you know, we were flipping houses. Um, I've always had, ever since that guy AJ, I've always had a construction background. Um, I took a little brief hiatus when I did the yeah <laughs> the, the other stuff. You know, I was actually um, a superintendent when I left AJ. I'm not left him. I just stopped working for him. But I got hired on for a new home builder in Pennsylvania, much like a Toll Brothers or D.R. Horton okay. along those lines here. This company called David Cutler Group back in Pennsylvania. They hired me just as a, as a labor foreman. So I was in charge of keeping track of the houses, who was coming in next. Okay, we got framers coming to lot 54. We got electricians coming to lot 73. And much like a builder, you know, just tracked home builder, it was almost like autopilot. You know, because sure. they were just kind of cookie cutter houses. You know, we had three sample houses, the Avon, the Essex, the Wyndham. And then we had a B model of every single one of those. And all the subcontractors have been working for the builder for 30 years. So, I mean, they could build these houses in their They state. did it on their own. Yeah, sure. They do it on their own. Sure. So, so the guy that I worked for would literally come in, kind of wave to everybody, drive the subdivision, and then go play golf all day. But, you know, just like anything else, every now and then somebody has a problem. So they're saying, hey, where's Bill? I'm like, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll be right back. You know, what do you need? Well, this, so I learned kind of on the fly how to diagnose problems in the building industry. You know, this cabinet's too big, that wall, the framers put this in the wrong spot, stuff that you used to deal with as well. So I basically took over the, the subdivision Okay. Um, back in 1988. They ended up firing Bill and hiring me as a 20 whatever year old kid in charge of 203 houses going up from the time that they were dirt um, until the time I did the pre-inspection and worked the people through the front door. So I learned a lot, I say a little, I learned uh, enough to be dangerous about all the trades in the construction industry, okay? Sure. Got laid off when we had Desert Storm, Desert Shield, our first Gulf War, George Bush Sr. sent troops into Iraq, Iran, the economy really just came to a screeching halt and, and new home sales just stopped. So I was the youngest, the highest paid, first one to get laid off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. lost everything, found myself living with my older sister, the one that we had talked about, collecting unemployment and started spending all my time in a gym. I'm like, I'm either going to go to the bar with all my other knucklehead <laughs> buddies or I'm going to go start working out because that's going nowhere fast. So a guy came up to me in the gym, and you know the story. Uh, yeah. Guy came up to me in the gym one night and said, "Hey, you're you're kind of a big guy. You know, you got a presence about you. Have you ever thought about wrestling? Wrestling? Like, I'm not, I don't go to school anymore. I don't know what you need." And he said, "You know, like TV, like Hulk Hogan." And I'm like, "No, that's the, that's the dumbest thing in the world." I said, "No, I've, I've never no. ever in my life. I've never in my life thought about that." And uh, here's my business card. Uh, Bill David was his name. I remember it like yesterday. Bill David, million-dollar bill, wrestling promoter, million-dollar bill. So about three weeks living with my sister, broke. I literally found this guy's business card, and I said, all right, what's the deal with this wrestling stuff, and can I make a living? And he said, well, you have to go through a tryout, and then, you know, and then you get started. So out of 23 guys at the wrestling camp, I was the only one that made it through tryouts. Six months later, I was in Memphis, Tennessee, live on Channel 5. I just left a construction 
background. <laughs> now I'm on yeah, television sure. with a bunch of with Jerry Lawler and Jeff Jarrett and Kamala and Nikolai Volkov and all these guys. And like I said, I didn't really watch it, but I knew who these guys were. Sure. You know, six months ago I was on a on a new home division, new home subdivision, and now I'm on television. You know, in, in Memphis, Tennessee. So it was really uh, kind of culture shock for me. So anyway, so I ended up moving out here, wrestled sport touring for a little while, got married. Met a guy. We got into business doing all the flipping the houses and everything. That's when I met you back in right. 05, whatever it was. And then that kind of fell apart. And I went for a few years there where I was I was struggling. And um, went through a divorce. Met my wife at church. And had a woman come to me and said, hey, I'm, I'm dating a guy who owns a roofing company in Fort Worth. And he's always looking for sales guys. And I'm like... Okay, you know, and I, I knew nothing about hail damage or, or the roofing industry. I knew I knew the roofing industry from new construction, but sure. I didn't realize, you know, you know, when I first started seeing the hail this big around, you know, I'm from Pennsylvania, you know, they, we get like yeah, frozen sure. rain. You know, we get like pea yeah. sides. You know, so when I moved out here, I'm like, man, what did you people do wrong? <laughs> God hates you or something. Right? What have you people done wrong? But anyway, I went to work for this, you know, this roofing company in Fort Worth. And again, learned enough to be dangerous. And and as you know, it's a it's a um it's a shady industry. You sure know, there's is. a lot of there's a lot of money involved. There's a lot sure of is. for you know, funny business, literally funny business. There's a lot of room for that. And these guys, that's, that's, that was their MO was they, they did kind of the, you know, the, the funny stuff with, you know, with the insurance money. Uh, unfortunately I started, you know, when I started, I had a lot of friends reaching out to me going, Hey, just trying to help me. Come look at my roof. Come look at my, roof. you know, come look at my roof. Sure. So I learned, but then, like I said, you know, I would go back to the owners of the company and say, Hey, when are we doing this? On my buddy's house. Oh, we're not, we're not actually doing that. You know, we make more money if we don't do it. <laughs> like, but insurance company is paying for it. Oh yeah, I know. But yeah, we just, I'm like, but he's a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like what we talked about with AJ. I mean, just, uh, just do the right thing. You know, so sure. it was actually my wife. I got so frustrated, Clint, with these guys. Um, then I found out that they were like literally skimming off the top from all their sales guys before we even got paid one day. And I, I mean, I literally had a, had a come to Jesus meeting with the, with the owners of the company. I called them in on a Saturday and handed them each forms in triplicate and said, here's how much money you owe me. <laughs> I've gone through all the books. And, and I, I was very good at keeping track of, you know, I, I still kind of, it, OCD, EFG, all that, you know, keep track yeah, of my, sure. uh, the little stuff. And it was my wife. She said, honey, just go do this on your own. She said, stop jacking with these guys. She said, you've been in business for yourself. You know, just go do it on your own. And, and that was it, you know. And we so that's, started- how, that's how Elite started. Yeah. Elite started as a result of really what was a pain. Yes, right? absolutely. The, pain, the pain of navigating others that weren't trying to do the right thing, which goes back to our first nugget that we came up with, mm-hmm. like just do the right thing, yeah. do it excellently and, and do those things to the best of your ability. And that's crazy, right? Like, I, I wonder as we go through, as I do more and more of these, what similar stories that we're going to run into in terms of, hey, I started this business as a result of individuals not doing what they should be doing and not doing it well. Uh, And I would imagine we're going to run into a lot of that. It's going to be interesting to see. And there's a lot of companies that are spawned off that way. 
that guys yeah. go to work for a company and they're like, wow, I can do this better or I can do this more legitimately or le- literally legally, you know, and, and not, you know, for better words, screw people. Because it was never about the money for me. I mean, I've made lots of money. I've lost lots of money. It was never about trying to knock everybody's heads off every single job and, and get as much, you know, like these guys. And like, you know, I, and it was just one particular job to dear friend of mine that I've known. I mean, he's the babysitting, you know, since my daughter was even born. State Farm came out. I mean, not the name name. State Farm came out, paid for his roof, paid for his gutters. We put his roof on. And I went into the owner of the company. I said, hey, when are we doing my buddy's gutters? Oh, we're not doing his gutters. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we are. I have the, I have the paperwork right here. State Farm. It says gutters. You know, it says it right on there. No, we make more money if we don't do the gutters. And I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. You know, why don't yeah. you, matter of fact, why don't you just, just don't even do the roof? And if you're going to go, go big, right? Just take yeah. all those money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that seems just, fair, right? Like, you know, punch him yeah. in the face and take his whole check. You know, yeah. why, why even bother putting the roof on? And that was just, and, and that's, and that's very, unfortunately, that's very common in the roofing industry is, is kind of this, again, the insurance money, you know, they want, yeah. you know, they're, they're say, there's a saying, you know, my, money makes people funny. You know, money will bring out the true character of everybody. You know, money makes sure. people, you know. Sure. And, and, and I think what, what you're talking about leads to a problem in the space overall with insurance companies, right? So because you have people doing what is happening in that environment that you're explaining, then when those of us actually try to charge legitimately for the things that we actually did, right. it's a fight to get paid for what you yeah. did. Oh, well, that's not industry standard. You shouldn't be doing that. Or they try to block costs on various things. Right. I think it's right. very similarly related. So it's not all their fault. It's, it's similarly not. related to the fact that they know people are taking this money and not doing all the work they should be doing. Correct. And, Home, and homeowners so and contracts alike. Homeowners absolutely. Contract. Yeah, there's there's nobody that's immune in that environment, right? We yeah. we've had clients that have you know wanted to take the money and not do the things, and and some of that's okay if you don't try to get the depreciation. That right, but that, then in, in other cases they're trying to do all of it, and it's like, well, wait a minute, you can't wait a second, you can't do yeah. all of this this way, and you know it's just interesting. Do you really uh, want to sign up for a felony? Because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting. It's an interesting concept to navigate all of that. Yeah, um, well, and again, it goes back to just you know, say what you mean, mean what you say, you know, and 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 do a good job. Sure. Clean up and just the the little things like that. I mean, and and not to sound you know high on my horse but it just makes it that much easier to shine it does like my gosh i mean you know if all these other guys are doing that just show up you know do a good job treat people right you know my, my father-in-law this this was 13 years ago when, when, when i first started 14 years ago whatever it was area and Coppell got hit and a lot of friends of mine called me and i was literally up till four o'clock in the morning trying to facilitate everybody Sure. And my father-in-law at the time before he retired was general manager of a company that did staffing. And he called me and he says, hey, let's really ramp your business, get you a bunch of sales guys, get you a bunch of office staff, get you this, get you that. And I said, like, it's not what I want. Oh, you're missing out on a bunch of business and, and work. And, you know, my daughter told, tells me that you're up till four o'clock in the morning. I said, I am. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm trying to make everybody happy. But that's not what I want. It's not about the dollar because I don't want the quality of what I want to go down. You know, and you're, you're only as good as your worst employee, you know, sure. Uh, sure. he's wearing your logo, whoever that whoever that person might be. You know, you're only as good as your worst guy or girl, you know, because they're representing your company somewhere out in, in North Texas. That's right. 
Um, so I told him, I said, that, that's not what I want. You know, I said, I, I like it. You know, I, I explained it to my son, like being a plate spinner in the circus. You know, <laughs> I said, you know, those plate spinners, they set up a pole and they get a plate, another one, and they get a plate, another one. Before you know it, there's seven, eight plates down the line. And then number three starts getting wonky and then five and then run back and forth like a madman. And then the plates start falling. I told him, I said, I don't ever want to hear plates falling. I right. like being, I like being right here. <laughs> like let me give right. let me give the however many I can actually do and do well yeah. and that, make that work. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. and so it's that, funny to it's funny to hear you tell some of those stories, right? Like so clearly you had a good background and had some good training and some good insight coming into the space. Like you saw plenty of things beforehand that said, don't operate this way. <laughs> don't do these things. Avoid that. this conflict. And that's great. But so but in that, there's still something somewhere that you know now that you wish you would have known when you started, right? So what is it that you know now from your own experiences that you wish you could have shared with a 20-year version of you that oh, is wow. just going to get started? <laughs> like what? what is it you would tell a younger you getting started? Listen more. <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on that. Listen to people that have got more experience than I do in certain things. Sure. Like I said, I, when I first started off on my own, like I said, I didn't know, I didn't know the insurance industry. I didn't know hail damage that well. I, I didn't know a lot of stuff. I mean, down to like, literally there's a black line, you know, on a shingle, you know, that I didn't, you know, and there was a guy named Darcy that I would literally call almost every single day, sometimes a couple times a day. And I would literally preface my phone call, say, okay, dumb question of the day. What is that little black line on the shingle? Oh, that's a shadow line. You know, and then I call the homeowner back. Oh, yeah, that's a shadow line, that line under the shingle. So, so I just, you know, always that was my biggest thing was if I could go back as a kid and really pick the brain of some people. And it's kind of like me going to the gym. You know, you never want to go ask somebody that's out of shape, hey, what do you do? You know, you go, you go find somebody that, like, hey, I like the way that they have a good physique. You know, let me ask them some tips and tricks. Same sure. thing. Somebody's got a good business model or somebody's been doing what you in your field for a longer period of time. Ask them questions. You know, find find a mentor. That's something I wish I had done as, as, a, as a kid was really leaned on, you know, some more experienced people. Sure. And so I think that to me brings up a great point, which is it's tough in a lot of cases to put the ego aside and find somebody that's smarter than you. Because we always, we want to be the smartest person in the room, right? But (laughs) the law of diminishing returns says, if I hang out with somebody that's dumber than me, I'm not gaining anything, (laughs) right? So I get what you're saying, man. And I think it's spectacular. Like I'm going to enjoy doing this podcast simply because of things like that, these little nuggets that pop up. And I'm like, that's something that's great. What's a mistake that you've made or that people make or you see made that is hard to fix? not doing what you say you're going to do. You know, you can't ever go backwards. And my wife kind of, this is, I I could have a hundred jobs going on, Clint, 99 of them just like, you know, just rolling along. Everything's going great. And I'll have one, you know, that, that I don't, that's the one I focus on. (laughs) I can't, I can't, it just sticks with me because like you being in business for yourself, I tend to take things extra personally you know, um, that's something you could preach on right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to, I take, I tend to take things extra personally because it is my company. It is my name on it. So, 
you know, my wife's like, honey, um, you know, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't please everybody, you know, it's impossible. You know, yeah. it's impossible. You, and you can do things perfectly on a job and it's not going to go well oh, because God. the customer doesn't want to be pleased. Right. Yeah. They want to have something to complain about. And we've experienced that. And those I've learned to try to just kind of wash that off and go, okay, well, these people are just crazy. And there's going to be some <laughs> of those. And I still but, I tell you, I have the hardest time. Clint, I have the hardest time with that. I do I too. Have, I, I want it to hard. always be perfect. Always. I want us to do I our want- job. So Everyone well, to sing your praise. I mean, yeah, always. I yes. do. It doesn't always happen. You know, ah. 95% of the time it's going to. And, and we've got some that we're dealing with that it's just like, there's clearly something wrong with you to, to, believe, <laughs> to believe what you're saying, to actually articulate verbally what you're saying is like, yeah. clearly but that's not the case. Funny, right? quick, quick story. I, I don't, praise God, I don't knock on doors. Mm-hmm. You know, North Texas, you know, if you live in North Texas, you've had a roofer knock on your door. Absolutely. Don't care who you are. If you live in North Texas, a roofing contractor has, unless you live in an apartment, a roofing contractor or a guarded gated community, roofing contractor has knocked on your door. Absolutely. I've never Clint knocked on a door since I've been in business. I used to, I had to, when I worked for that other company. Sure. Um, thankfully now I'm, I'm established enough now, again, not to toot my own horn, doing a job probably 10, 12 years ago, big house down in Colleyville. And the neighbor says, you need to go take a look at my neighbor, David's house. He's got the original roof on it, just like I did. And I'm like, man, I hate, I hate knocking on doors. I hate knocking on doors. So I said, all right, I'll, I'll go. So I went and rang the doorbell. Guy answers, open the door. He says, can I help you? I said, yeah. I said, I'm Jimmy. I said, I'm working on your neighbor's roof here. Just want to know if you had your roof looked at lately. Not interested. Bam slams the door in my face and i'm like oh my god you just and i could see from the street clint this guy's roof was just trashed sure you know it's a million dollar house and um so i get home my wife's like hey how was your day how was your day today i said you know how i hate knocking on doors she said yeah i said i rang this guy's doorbell and he slammed his door in my face she's like honey you need to give that guy some grace you don't know what's going on in his world. You need to give him some grace. I'm like, there. Shut up, shut woman. Up. <laughs> shut up, woman. <laughs> it's not and what that, I want to hear right now. That, that stuck with me. I mean, I could still. Sure. About three months later, I'm back down in that same subdivision, and I look up and I see a truck in the driveway, and I'm like, and something just touched my heart. Said, go, go do it again. Not in a jerk kind of way, but just go try it again. I'm like, for real? Went and rang the doorbell. Guy answers the door. I said, hi, I'm Jimmy. I'm working with, you know, Shane. Fam. Oh, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had your roof looked at? No, no, go ahead. And I'm like, it's, it's the same guy. I, I know it's the same guy. You know, it's a doppelganger or something. I'm like, it's the same guy. So I got up, looked at his roof, came down, showed him everything. We called State Farm. State Farm came out, paid for his roof gutters, everything else. I'm signing a contract with him, Clint, and he's got braces from his palm of his hands to his elbows he's got braces on both arms okay and he's signed it you know trying to sign a contract and i i asked people the dumb questions I'm like you have sure, you know, the story a couple carpal tunnel what is it he said i got bit by a tick when i was seven years old and i have lyme disease he said and every so often i have a really bad day and i'm like grace <laughs> Wow. That day, yeah, sure. that day, that day, that day, you slammed your door in my face. You don't remember me, but you slammed yeah. your door in my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must, was that must have been one yeah, of those bad days. 
So long story long, put the roof on, put his gutters on. He said, Jimmy, can you do me a favor while you're here? He said, I have one of those, he called it a windy chicken, those weather vanes, the rooster, yeah, sure. you know, for his, yeah, a little steep walk on his roof. He said, I bought it for my wife for her 50th birthday 10 plus years ago. And it's been sitting in my garage ever since. Can you put it on? I said, absolutely. So I literally myself built a nice little bracket for it, mounted it up on his roof. Six weeks later, Clint, I get a call from State Farm. We have a mutual client in, in David. I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They said, well, we've been, David's been a client of ours for 30 plus years. And we know he can be a challenge to do business and, and deal with occasionally. Well, he came into our office raving about you and the job that you did. We would like for you to come down and meet with all of our adjusters. And, and we'd love to do anybody that treats our people the way you treated him. We would like to do business with you. I'm on the preferred vendors list now with State Farm because of David. Yeah, on the roofing side, it's awesome. Yes, and you can't buy that. People are like, how am I? You can't. You can't. No, you can't. Not, yeah, sure. You know. Sure. So, uh, unfortunately, he he passed away a, a few years back. I actually helped his wife sell the house. You know, went down. She called me and she said, "Hey, you know, he passed away. Can you help me get this place all put together and get it? You know." So, guys, it's just it's funny now because with what my father-in-law did back so many years ago, trying to bring on staff and really blow, you know, blow everything up. He sees the way we do business now, you know, I've got a, I've got a crew, you know, I've got multiple crews, um, but now he refers to it as my roofing ministry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, Which yeah. it is in your case, right? There's a lot of opportunities there to serve. Well, I mean, it's just every, everything that we do. I mean, you get yeah. to know people, you're in their house, sure. you know, you're doing business sure. together, you're small talk, you're, you know, debt, divorce, taxes, kids, everything in between, you know, so it's, it's just part of doing business. You know, like I said, when, when my wife and I, when she finally said, honey, just go do this on your own. I walked into the, the courthouse down on South Lake Town Square with a hundred dollars and DBA'd myself that day. And we started off on a, on a TV tray, you know, in our little apartment in Los Angeles, literally on a TV tray. I had a laptop and that was my, that was my office. This coming weekend, this Saturday, the 25th, my Designing Spaces episode airs again. They had such a good review of it that this Saturday and Sunday on Channel 27, Designing Spaces is going to air my episode again this, yeah. this coming weekend. That's so great, dude. So, you know, so now I get to say we went we went from a TV tray to a TV show. To a TV show. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, so it's great, fun. man. And yeah. I love I love the journey, right? Where you and I have stayed connected all this time and just kind of know what's happening and what's going on, even to the point of, you know, having COVID similarly together and right. navigating all that and just being able to watch you. And it's just great, man. I love it. Yeah, what I are smile. some time I see one of your trucks, man? I smile. I mean, yeah, it's so great. Go I, I smile. Oh, I appreciate that, man. What are some of the pains? in business that you've experienced people, <laughs> people. both employees and customers just right that, some of them that just people yeah uh, matter of fact i just this morning signed a contract with a guy kind of a six degrees to kevin bacon his sister used to date my old gutter installer the guy went through a divorce i tried helping him and, and finally i'm like you know i just had to cut him loose i'm like man i'm trying to help me help you 
You know, he, right. did, he did it all my God. Right. You know, but he had a drinking problem. He had just gone through a divorce. He just, you know, just constantly coming to me for money. And I'm like, man, I paid you. So can I get an advance? You know, just like, and then now, now he's out on an oil rig somewhere in Corpus Christi and he, and he's loving life. I get a text message Good for him <laughs> he's just, he's out yeah. away from other people because he was just, but that, I mean, just dealing with people I mean, clients. That's, that's tough. Employees. Yeah. Really, and, and even in this market right now, it's even, it's even weirder. Right. And I think most of the people are, are realizing that where you, I mean, you, everybody's understaffed. You can't find employees that want to work. I don't understand why all of this is happening right. the way it is right. and where they've gone and what they're doing, but it's hard to find good people. And man, I've been on both company. Obviously this, this podcast is more of a job docs sponsored style podcast than it is a Mr. Restore Spawn podcast. Cause the goal here is, with the business aspirin is to gather information and nuggets that can help others succeed in business and come up with yeah. ideas and figure out ways to solve pain points. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you like people is one, right. So what can you do to solve that pain? Like the people pain is hard. Great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, sure. That's really it is, is, um, you know, like I said, when you're in the people business, you know, you're going to have a clash of, personalities, characters, ethics, all of it, you know, sure. and you just have to, um, you know, the biggest thing is just stay, stay true to who you are, do the job that you always would have, whether it's a, you know, 1500 square foot house or 15,000 square foot house, um, regardless of the, you know, the dollar amount and decimal point, just do your best, do your best job. And then you don't ever have to answer that. You know, my father, I, my father passed away when we, when we were kids. Um, but he used to tell me, he said, you know, if you're, I don't care if you're cleaning a toilet, clean it the best that you can. He said, so that way, when you walk away and if somebody asks you, that's the best that you could do. You can't ask for more than that. Right. You know, and, and if you can do it, if you can do it better then show me how to do that, but always just, that's it. Just do your best. Yeah. You know, do do your best. Best. yeah. And, and, and like we said earlier, you can't, you can't please everybody. Sure. You know, no, nobody, sure. you can't. It's absolutely, no. as much as I get so frustrated, you know, like with that guy, David, you know, um, trying to please everybody. Sometimes we just have to let it go and say, hey, that's the that's the best that I could do. I did everything I said I was going to do. I cleaned up. I raked your grass. Good luck to you. Yeah. You know? And then just, you know, see where it goes and then offer grace, right? If it doesn't go the way it should. That's it. And, 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 and the weird thing, I'm sure you've maybe experienced this. Some of those people that you think you didn't click with turn out to be your biggest fan. Sure. And then you end up getting referrals yeah. and business from like, you got my name. Yeah. yeah. You're like, wait a minute. I thought, I thought they hated us. Right. Like, no, they really loved us. And yeah. just in an odd way. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, so we, people have been a struggle for the entirety of, of operating Mr. Restore. Right. Which is honestly why we even created the software It's because I needed to figure out how to, not have to meet with my team all the time to know what was going on because <laughs> right. it was too confusing to get them all in one room and have these meetings with them about, okay, where are we on on this? Should we be, do we need to be calling the adjuster to request the depreciation? Oh, do we need no. to send a second draw request? And so we try to automate as much of that as we could, because we wanted to take, not that I didn't want people, but I wanted the human error removed. So right. we try to do that. And then we want to be able to communicate because to me, one of the biggest things in the restoration space, which I'm sure is the same in the roofing industry is being able to communicate what's going on to the client, being able to set their expectations with them correctly, because in our case, not so much in yours, but in our case, people are removed from their home. So be like, hey, you're going to be out of your house for the next four months. 
Right. Well, then they want to know what's happening. Like you got to communicate to them what's happening. And so like on the people side, I get it. Like dealing with personalities, navigating what people want, what they expect is always, you know, vital. Um, and so I'm a hundred percent with you. What yeah, I, I, I can imagine, you know, typically most, most of what I do is on the exterior of the yeah, house. Sure. The exterior stuff right now, actually I've got some interior stuff that got a leak to where we had to schedule going into his house. It's like, Hey, we've got to be done by two o'clock. My wife and I are going to a doctor's appointment. So I can imagine what yeah. you do. Yeah. That day. Wow. Wow. Sure. Sure. Uh, that's business aspirin in itself. <laughs> Just, yeah, for sure. Or needing aspirin. Needing, girl, right? <laughs> right. needing lots of aspirin. Maybe navigating maybe. navigating through that because that's that's the people industry. Sure. You know, because you're in their personal space, you know, sure. around their stuff. And and you know, I I again, you know, like you, I mean, I I, I only try and hire people that I would trust in my own house, you know, sure. around my own kids, around my own daughter, everything else. So when you have people out on the job, you can, you can expect them help. to do something right. Yeah, That's absolutely. That. Absolutely. Are there anything, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Are there any challenges you want to try to address that you would share with somebody else? Or is there anything that I haven't asked about, or we haven't discussed that you go, I think this is important that this is said um, on the podcast. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's it's it's, it's really. I mean, so, sometimes we you know overthink things, you know, and it's really just it comes down to being simple. Again, you know, say what you mean, mean what you say, do a good job, clean up, and realize that that not everybody is going to be your biggest fan. You know, when it comes to clients and personnel alike, don't take things so personally. Sometimes we have to step back. That's where I'm so. Uh, my wife is so amazing with that. So I end up, it's funny because I, I end up giving guys more chances and more chances, more chances, more oh, chances. Yeah. To your own detriment, um, right? Like, which is exactly the same thing I do, right? I, there's so much that's so similar about you and I, Jimmy, that's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, which is what it's, that's why it's almost comical, the COVID story as well, right? It's right, like, right, there's right. like, so we have to do that together too. It's right. unbelievable. But man, I, so I, I want to be respectful of your time. And that's Dude, really, I gave, like I said, I blocked off my morning. My, this was Clint day. It was on my calendar. Uh, so awesome. Without being said that I said, you know, you got whatever you need, brother. I'm, I'm all yours. Well, I definitely appreciate you joining me, dude. Like it's great to have you here and I'm excited about the information. Like there's again, like the goal is to try to find little nuggets of information mm-hmm. and hopefully this conversation help solve problems for others. And they don't have to be brand new in business. Maybe they've been running business in 20 years and they're just struggling to try to do something, right? right? They right. can't they can't get over a million in revenue or whatever the case may be. And they're like, you know what? If I did that one thing, if I just knocked on David's door one more time, what would happen? You know, they, you know, that, you know, your treasure where your heart, you know, your treasure is where your heart is. I found that if I stop focusing on the money and focus okay. on the job, the money's going to follow Money's sure. money's money's going to fall uh, again. You know, for instance, I, I did. I got, back to doing I, the right thing again, right? Back to doing the right thing. You know, I had a job in Dallas many many years ago, and um, people were struggling. He had just gotten laid off. You know, and I said, you know what? I'm having a phenomenal year. I ended up going negative on this one job, but I was okay with it. I was like, you know what? I got I got plenty of work. You, to this day, they're good friends of mine. Clint, the last day on the job. I mean, literally, I knew, you know, I lost about 15 grand on the job. 
Okay. Right. Back then, you know, this was, you That's know, a, 10, lot. 12 yeah. years, a lot, sure. you know, you know, but I, I just dropped it in like, literally, I just had a barrel. I was like, I'm just dropping it in that barrel of work. And just, it's going to wash itself down somewhere literally. And I, I went down, did some of the work myself. You know, I used to frame houses way back when I was a kid. So I did some of the stuff filler on a big, nice fence. Sure. Um, literally the last day on the job, the next door neighbor came over and said, Hey, I've seen you working over here. I ended up getting West Nile. That summer, got bit by a mosquito. They had a private pond in the back of the house. Wow. <laughs> I forgot about that. Anyway, next door neighbor comes over. He said, hey, could you come take a look at my roof? Whenever I looked at hers, they own the largest produce company in the in the nation. So still to this day, I'm, I'm still getting work from, from that, that big Italian, big Italian family. Well, hey, my sister and my brother and then sure. my mom. And then Isn't I, it great how I, that works? Carpool. And then one of the guys in the carpool is one of the big prominent Dallas attorney firms here that you hear on the radio. Um, so now they're buddies of mine. Now I've done all their roofs and now all their things. So I'm like, everybody's like, man, how'd you get into this, you know, clientele? And I'm like, Dude, it's nothing. I just do how many thing. how many repeats have you done so far? Like because oh, the hail God. comes through all the time. I know it doesn't always hit the same areas, right? But are you? Is there what percentage is is repeat of the not oh, referral but repeat of the exact same customer has to have another roof done again? I've got a guy up in Little Elm. I put his roof on six times. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And it, not not to sound funny or anything, but he's an Asian guy, and he says, "Mister Jimmy, I, I like I like see you." But but no more not, for my roof. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to do this again. I love that I know somebody can fix it, but do not come back to my yeah. house again He's for God's in a sake. Weird spot in Little Elm that like yeah. every other year he gets hit with hail. Um, and again, you know, in, in the roofing industry, it's kind of you know fly by night. These guys are in and out, bang bang bang, make as much money as we possibly can. Screw the people as 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 much as we possibly can. And then give them a 24 to maybe a 36 month warranty and we're out. It's not our problem anymore. Yeah. Okay. That they're not going to honor anyway. Right. They're not going to honor anywhere. They're going to fight you. I come with a lifetime warranty. It's till death do us part. When I put your roof on, I tell people it's your house, but it's my roof. Even if you pick up and move and, and move and sell the house, my warranty stays with that roof because what happens is two, three, five, seven years, whatever, when the hail hits, if you had Joe's roofing and Joe only gave you a three-year warranty and on the 37th month you get hit with hail, you have no ties to Joe. Right. You have no ties to him whatsoever. Now you, you can talk to Mr. Doorknocker, you know, but with me, they're like, well, Jimmy put his roof, you know, put our roof on last. And he comes with a lifetime warranty. Let's just call him back again. Yeah. You know, and again, it just yeah. goes back to doing a good job. You know, do I have to go out and fix, you know, stuff's going to leak, caulk, sure. fail, flashing, fail, stuff happens. So every now and then we'll have to go do a repair for free. But again, it comes back, you know, you know, a thousand times over just by, again, it keeps on going back to, you know, do what you say, say what you mean, yeah. all of that, do a good job, clean up, treat people right. The money will 100% guaranteed follow. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. This has been a Business Aspirin, pain relief for business podcast. If you're a business owner trying to overcome your business pains, follow us on Apple Podcasts or visit our website for more information, job-docs.com.